Hello and welcome to the Three Teachers Podcast, the podcast for learners and students of the English language, where three heads are so much better than one. Three English teachers, there's me, Ajarn Ken, there's Andy, and today's very special guest is Teacher Juan from Caracas in Venezuela. You can join us on our socials on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok and Instagram at Get English Tips and Andy's Everyday English. Coming up in today's episode, we're talking English fluency. What should you be doing? We're looking to sort someone out. You think you can use that? What's the difference between while and when? Great to know this. The difference between I knew and I did know. The emphatic do. It's all coming up, this and much more, in episode number 10 of the Three Teachers Podcast. So there we go. So hello, everyone, and uh, welcome along to the Three Teachers Podcast. Hello, my name's Ajahn Ken from Get English Tips, and uh, I'm an English teacher, and I specialise in... Yes, interview preparation for intermediate students. Andy, we've got Andy who's joining us today. Andy is my, is I guess I'm your sidekick and you're my sidekick, right, Andy? <laughs> yes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. I am Andy from Andy's Everyday English, and I prepare students for two things, business English, uh, and I unlock your uh, desire to speak more fluently mm. in English. And, Fantastic. of course, one of my soft spots, which is exam preparations. I prepare students for the Cambridge exam B2C1, and that's me in a nutshell. Excellent. And today we've got very, 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 very special guest. We've got Juan Alejandro from yeah. Caracas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. Uh, well, you already said my name. I'm Juan. I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. <laughs> and I'm an English teacher. I teach Spanish speakers mostly. If they mm -hmm. want to communicate with, if they want to speak English, that's basically what I do. I teach them how to speak confidently. And that's a, uh -huh. like a something that they are like what is confidence how can i speak confidently and that's what uh -huh. i basically do i i teach them how to compare the two structures spanish and english so they feel comfortable with it excellent how long have you been teaching one well if i sum up all my experience 20 years now no I, way really yeah. you don't look you don't look old enough for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I began when i was 19. uh-huh uh I'm 40 years now, so yeah. You could have simply said that it's all about the good genes and it's... keep it there. Now, like, <laughs> like, leave it like a mystery. Like, okay, let them wonder how old I am. All right, it's okay. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> oh, has gray hair here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of salt and pepper going gray here, right? So, what, yeah. we, what you got you into teaching English, Juan? Why, why, well, why did you why did you get in, involved in this uh, in this game? I have always loved learning languages, even though the only language I learned how to speak was English. Uh huh. And, and then it was like, well, I had the opportunity when I was nineteen to to teach my first class. It was a mess. All right. It, it was oh, really. It, yeah, because I was a substitute. <laughs> Uh, teacher and I was I didn't know I didn't have any strategy and uh -huh. it was like well here hi hello my name is Juan uh, wh wh what do you want to learn obviously all of that in <laughs> Spanish because uh -huh. I was extremely nervous I was like shaking and, and my voice like uh, all the time <laughs> uh -huh. I, and I remember that my first class I had a, a student that she knew more English than I did and I was like oh Oh no. She, she had a better pronunciation that I had. I was, oh my uh -huh. goodness, it was like a mess. But then it was like, well, why not doing this as a professional career? So I decided uh -huh. to to get my degree. Uh, I'm a, an English teacher. I studied to, <laughs> to become an English teacher. I don't know what is the proper <laughs> translation into English for that, but I am well, fully Spanish qualified. Is, yeah, yeah, I'm qualified. I, I, I do that. <laughs> uh -huh. as a, uh, uh -huh. Uh, for for living, I do this for a living. 
Yeah. So what what sort of students, what, what's your kind of speciality? I mean, for example, I, I, in Asia, I was helping university graduates prepare for interviews in English. And it deals with similar things, plus also exam preparation as well. So, what about yourself, Juan? What's what's the what's the big um, the big tick for, yeah, for well, yourself? Since, since the pandemic began, I became an online English teacher. I never, uh, I had never done that before. Uh huh. So, I started when the pandemic began, and my first clients were, as well, Venezuelan people living in the U in the U.S. And I was like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help those people that live already on, in, in English-speaking mm -hmm. countries to communicate. That's uh -huh. basically what, what I do. I help beginners to intermediate English speakers to communicate better where they are. That's All right. Okay. I, yeah. So is there, not, is, is there not much call for Venezuelans within Caracas or within Venezuela for learning no, English? No, it, it is weird. If I, I do have some some clients that are from here, but because they work somewhat a call center or something like that, so mm. they, they work based here, but they work for an US company or something like that. Mm. And I, yes, I, I teach them English, not for specific purposes, because they want just to be like more confident when speaking English. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been teaching them how to how to prepare themselves when uh -huh. speaking to a native speaker right because that is like the the main uh fear that they have like why what should i do when i speak to a native speaker and i'm like speaking normally <laughs> there's nothing different <laughs> yeah. when speaking to, to yeah but let's not jump native. into that let's not jump into that i'm all right, just gonna right, yeah. take your words because actually that brings us to the first question right uh-huh uh -huh. uh, okay <laughs> For those people that are new over here, the whole purpose of the Three Teachers podcast is to uh, answer questions uh, that some of our students leave us in our DMs or send us directly. So yeah. uh, probably uh, we can solve it uh, with uh, any special guests that are so kind to come here uh, and help us. So this is basically the, the purpose of the Three Teachers podcast. Um, okay, Fantastic. so let's see, Ken. What is it that we've got as for the first Okay, question? so let's let's have let's quickly go into this, right? Yeah. The first question we've got, and it's always, always one of the, the big questions. <laughs> and it's I want to speak English fluently. What should I do? Do you see, Juan? That's what I told you not to give it all away. I was like, hold your horses. We've got a question. Like, yes, mayday. My bad, my bad. I think I think speaking English fluently, I mean, you, you were talking about, Juan, when you first went into a classroom, you wanted to, I guess, kind of teach fluently, yeah? And uh, a lot of your kind of students want the confidence to be able to, to be able to speak English confidently and fluently, yeah? Which, what if someone asks you, I want to speak English fluently, what should what should I do? What what would be your your response to them? What's after the magic years, formula? After years, <laughs> well, there is I always say there's no magic formula, but you need to be patient. That's the first uh -huh. tip I, I always uh say. You need to be patient and consistent. Uh -huh. If if you have those two and you work hard on your knowledge, eventually you're going to become fluent. Mm -hmm. That is something that every time I'm speaking or I'm teaching English, mm. I don't know why there is that rush to become fluent in a month or two months or three month period. Mm -hmm. And I always say that is impossible. It, it took me years. <clears throat> in my case, it took me years to, to become fluent. Maybe because I wasn't aware of what fluency mm. was back uh -huh. then, and I wasn't like I, I don't I don't want to speak to anyone. I just want to learn how to speak English. Uh -huh. But now, as an English teacher, I see that rush of all my clients and students so that they are like, I want to be fluent in in less than a week. Come on, that's, <laughs> that's impossible, right? You know, so, I, I I see adver adver advertisements on uh, Facebook and uh, yeah. Instagram saying 
learn learn to be fluent in sixty days and in thirty days, and I kind of feel a bit bad for people who are yeah. kind of drawn in by that because it's really impossible, Andy, isn't it, to be able to kind of. I mean, fluent. I'm laughing because what jumps into my mind right now it's like I don't know. I'm a really big TikTok fan, and uh -huh. uh, yeah, and what is really yeah i'm 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 like this close to living in the metaverse and the thing is that <laughs> the thing is that for me what juan is saying right now about people's you know like people is always rushing into um sorry people are always rushing into uh getting like fluency in a month like i've even seen ads that they say gain english in three days and i'm kind of like okay seriously yes and what and i what, what i was laughing about is that uh have you guys heard about like uh the trend that says let's skip to the good part all right yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah. uh-huh uh -huh. like yeah let's skip to the good part and then there is like this thing that is like ah, that and that is like the funny part that is me saying uh -huh. like are you real are you for real because gaining fluency in this case is about what Juan said is about consistent being consistent and being patient but overall doing the work and the thing mm -hmm. is that um I don't know if it's a human thing that we are lazy by nature Mm -hmm. uh, or uh, maybe we're not lazy by nature, but perhaps we like to stay uh, in our comfort zones um, too much. I honestly, I've, this is like a really big question. Why mm. do we always rush? So the thing is that <clears throat> I always compare it like when we want to take diet magic pills, you know, uh -huh. that they, they always tell you take this pill and you're going to burn all the fat. But usually the people that take those pill, those pills, they have a hamburger, you know, they have a Big Mac on the other hand. Uh -huh. So for me, it's kind of like if you are going to do something, commit. Mm, mm. So basically what, you... what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that what uh -huh. I would add to what Juan said is, hey, just commit. As long as you commit to your purpose, you are going to gain fluency eventually. Eventually. What do you mean by commit, Andy? What what's what's your interpretation of commit? When when you because commit... a lot a lot of students, I mean, when I was learning language that I lived in the country, a lot of students don't have that luxury of of living in the the country that you know they're an English speaking country. So, what do you mean by commit? Well, committing is when you actually, um, it's kind of like a promise, but more importantly, it's a promise to yourself. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, those are the ones that we are more um, open to break. You know, the promises uh -huh. that we make to ourselves, those are the ones that we're more prone to, uh, you know, to break and not uh, actually follow. Mm -hmm. um, if, it, if we would promise this, like, I'll do it for another person, we might even, you know, like do it because we're mm. we're more, I we are more into doing things for others, perhaps, mm. right? But when it when it comes to ourselves, we always break the rules. It's kind of like I'll do it tomorrow, or mm -hmm. I'll pick it up like next month, and then we never do. So um, that's what I what I what I mean about commitment. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah. It's it's it. There is like a mix about everything about right. everything you do in order to gain fluency. Okay, Juan. Well, when because your your um, your students are out uh, are living in English speaking countries, what obviously they can't take lessons with you every day as much as you as much as you want them to. Right? <laughs> I wish on a business side of things, yeah. Yeah. But what what advice do you give them to when you're talking about being consistent? <laughs> And uh, committing is what Andy said there. What advice do you give to someone to to be consistent? What do you mean by that? I, I there is something that I always tell them that they already have the opportunity to be surrounded by the language, mm -hmm. immersed. So, yeah, they they are already immersed in the language, and what they have to do, yes, they have to practice the minimum that they have to do every single day. What's the minimum? 15, I, that is a theory. There's a 15-minute uh, period of time. But I would 50, say... 5-0. 15, 15. Oh, 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. 
it, it is the, the minimum uh, practice per day. But I would say that it depends actually on, on your on your routine and what you do for a living. Because yeah. most of them, they work like, I, I don't want to say like slaves, but most of them work from, from 7 to 12, I mean, from 7 a.m. almost to midnight. midnight. It is like no a long, way. yeah, they, they work a lot because they, they oh have like goodness. three jobs. Uh -huh. And Jeez. It, and it is not that they have like that uh, thing that, oh, I, I don't have time. It's actually they don't have time to practice. So I always hmm. tell them, you need to use it. And what uh -huh. is the difference between practice and use? If you mm -hmm. practice, it is like the repeated thing that you are repeating what you learned. Mm -hmm. if, so if I learn the verb to be, so I'm going to practice how to describe things. I am mm. tall, I am a teacher. Those are descriptions. That's what I do. If I do that every day, I'm practicing. Yeah. But if I don't have the time to practice, I need to use it. And mm -hmm. how can I use it? Well, you're already, you're already there. In what context can you use what you learned? Mm. And sometimes they are like, but that's too basic. Well, try to use it. Try to, mm -hmm. to figure it out. Let's, let me help you a little bit. Uh, when you go to the supermarket, mm. what do you see? Oh, I see apples. What color are they? Uh -huh. oh, well, they are, they are used in the English. Mm. So that, that's the way you use English. You use your English in your mind, think in English. Yeah. And sometimes they get like, how can I learn how to think in English? Think in English. Think your name. What What's your name? My name yeah. is, and you don't have to pronounce that uh, out loud. You have just to think mm. what what your name is, yeah. where you live, where you're from, and that's already learning how to think in another language. So yeah. that's what I always tell them. You, they mm -hmm. need to practice. They need to use it every single day. Start at off least. at the very kind of basic level, if you like, and then. And then yeah. it'll build on from there. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I remember living in Spain. I think I've mentioned before, and and uh, I I would be walking to work, and I would have these conversations in my mind, you know, in Spanish, you know, like going to the cafe. What am I going to say? Going to the cafe. Okay, quiero un café, uh, café con leche por favor. And I would have like a two way conversation, you know, very very simple. But you're absolutely right. You know, it, it puts into practice what you already already learn yeah yep yeah andy what about what about you when you said about what 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 do you think about um what uh, juan said about having the routines and the practice what what things do you think people should do every day for that 15 minutes well first of all i want to answer something that that he's you know like he comment about like um when people say that they don't have time they really don't want it that much. Oh, Andy, you're you're vicious. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. This, this is tough love. When my students tell me, sorry, I didn't have time, I'm like, ooh, somebody didn't follow the rules. Why? <laughs> because if you structure, if you have a system, uh, you are able to do it, if not all, almost all. Because mm. we got to learn to differentiate what are the things that are important, the things that are urgent, and the things that definitely don't matter. Mm. So if English is going to be part of your life because you're in, a, in an English-speaking country or your dream is to uh, move to an English-speaking country or you need it because you need to work in the language, well, by all means, that has to be one of your priorities. Mm. And it's very simple. I remember that long time ago when I was in college, I had a long, uh, a long uh, distance relationship and uh -huh. we tried to make it work and we did make it work, you know, while, while it lasted. And of course mm -hmm. it was like the romance of my life. It was like one month, but Hey, it was worth it. It was definitely <laughs> worth it. But I mean, we're talking about college, but in any case, if you want to do something, you actually find the time. Because it's about mm -hmm. organizing. Otherwise, parents, I mean, I, I am a, a huge of, of, admirer of parents. They get mm. to do it all. I mean, sometimes yeah. my mom is kind of like, I had you and your sister. And the cloud, the, the, the house was clean. The laundry was done. And I, I still got to work. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I know. <laughs> so when people tell me that they don't have time, it's kind of like, hey, you don't want it that much. 
And to answer your question about what is it that you can do yes. um, in those 15 minutes, use artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence Ooh, yes. nowadays. Yes. Artificial uh -huh. intelligence nowadays exists or has been created uh, to make your life easier. Mm. So use it. Of course, a lot of people are going to argue that, hey, I'm not, uh, you know, into technology. Yeah. I uh, don't know how to work with technology. Well, learn it. Mm. Learning how to do something belongs to what it's called hard skills. Mm. As a language is. Learning a language is a hard skill because it's something that you're not born with it. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So the thing is that when you're learning a language, in this five 10, 15 minutes, you have to try to focus and understand to uh, to focus or refocus it with a purpose. Mm. Meaning you're not going to just openly like, I'm going to learn English. That's too wide. Why uh -huh. don't you use artificial intelligence as that artificial intelligence, like five words to use uh, in the supermarket or sentences. I'm going to use one's example. Like yeah. I'm going to the supermarket. What uh, typical sentences I can use in the supermarket. Great. And then yeah. it will produce it and you just have to read it. And yeah. it, it doesn't, uh, for example, if we're talking about chat GPT, because it will produce it, but you cannot uh, listen to that. You just copy uh, sorry, um, copy, cut, and paste it to Google and just use the microphone and it will, you know, you will have the mm. audio. Be mm. resourceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. comfortable sometimes when I, when my students say like, oh, I wish I've learned English. And I'm kind of like, yeah, because you were looking very pretty on your couch eating those popcorn <laughs> and watching movies. I think you're making me cry. <laughs> Tough love is your spirit. <laughs> tough love, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do agree. I mean, I, I remember going for a speaking test in in Asia for the Thai language, and I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to do this, no problem. You know, I had to do it at the, at the Ministry of Education to get my visa, and uh, I was like, yeah, no problem at all. Didn't practice, and I sat down, and the examiner asked me a question in Thai, a warm up question: What is your favorite food? And my mind just went blank, <laughs> you know. So, so I, I needed that tough love back there, Andy. I wish you were my Thai yeah. teacher back uh, then. Well, to with that, you know? well, people are supposed to meet when they're supposed to meet. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Juan, I'm going to ask you, you said about being patient. Now, somebody's put in a comment here saying that uh, mm -hmm. Abdullah Benamor has said uh, he's an English teacher. Students ask them some questions. How long does it take to speak fluently? My answer is always the same. Just be patient and practice. What do you mean by patience? How long does it, how long do you have to be to be patient, Juan? Your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is, English is not something that you learn overnight. Okay. Uh -huh. you, you need, it, it could take a year. It could take two years. You mm. could take three. I mean, you just need to enjoy the journey. Mm. If you're enjoying the journey, or the more you enjoy the journey, the more you learn, uh -huh. or, or the better you, you, you're going to speak, or the better you are going to speak. Mm. So th those are the things that we always, as learners, have to have in mind. If I want to, to become fluent, if I want to learn proper English, if I want whatever related to English, mm -hmm. Patience is key. Mm. You need to be patient. And how long is patient? At, at, as long as it takes. So, uh -huh. yes. What's tough love? My, my, my What's favorite tough love? Go. Yes. I'm yeah. going to ask you another question you said. <laughs> Someone said to us, Angelo Magiba Valente, what's tough love? Juan, explain to Angelo. Well, that, Angelo. that's a difficult one when I have Andy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough love is telling people like, how 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 things should be done not in a beautiful way something like that <laughs> if, if if you will so yeah i i prefer andy to explain that she, she Come on, andy. okay well hi angelo uh well look tough love is when you basically uh tell people 
things without sugar coating it, without Dang. adding sugar. <laughs> and in case that you don't know what to sugar coat means, it means, you know, like when you add sugar to things, they taste a little better. Well, in this case, it's to being straightforward without hurting the person's feelings, of course. That's not the intention. Tough love is that to be straightforward to the person that you're talking to and finally tell them, hey, this is what you got to do. No excuses, in a way. Being very, 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 very direct. Yes, but without hurting people's feelings. Intentionally. Intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Now you make me look like a witch. Well, okay, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. The good witch of the north. You can be the good witch of the north, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes, so that was about great tips here about fluency, yeah? Yeah. So, Andy, what's the next question we've got? Okay, the next question we've got is a little bit about vocabulary expressions here. Uh, and this one is to sort someone out. What's the mm. meaning and when can we use it? Oh, to sort someone out. Who would like to go? For I Actually, you know, and I don't know if, you, if this is kind of international, but uh, when I saw this, I kind of laughed. Sort someone out's got two meanings here in Scotland. I don't know if it's the same where you guys are. Well, sort someone out. Me for me, if 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 someone says I'm going to sort him out, it it means that you're gonna you're gonna fight someone. You're going you're gonna someone has been bad to you, and you're gonna get some revenge on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're gonna sort someone out. When I was younger, you know, if uh, someone had got bullied me at school. My big friends would say, I'm going to sort them out for you. You know, they're, they're going to take little revenge on someone to <laughs> sort them out, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> so have you, do you ever use that at all, sort someone out in that in that way? Never? Oh, it must be a Never. Scottish thing then. Yeah. No, it's not a Scottish <laughs> thing, actually. It, I uh -huh. think that um, because at the beginning, we were, Juan and I we were talking about this and uh -huh. um, we were kind of like surprised that, of course, that a lot of, of people still use it in the way that you use it. So right. that's uh -huh. a local thing to use it in that way. But Juan and I agree, right, Juan? That, yep. for example, in, in the case that we use this phrasal verb is uh, kind of like to when we're talking about solving a problem. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh -huh. so sort something out. Not someone, yeah. but something. Uh -huh. So in this case, that's what uh, at, at first uh, some people, if you read it, you can say to sort someone out. You might think that is a mistake, but actually it's not. It's just mm -hmm. what you've mentioned, uh, because there are two uh, ways to say it, as you've said. Do this, do this, do two like this. Don't do two like this. Do, oh, for yeah, my British yeah, people, yeah, no, it's very rude in yeah. British, you know. Oh, but can I, I know, I know, but can I tell just you why? Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But in any case, um, the thing is about it's to sort something out. Mm. Uh, the most popular use, right? And it means kind of like to solve something, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Small parenthesis about, you know, like doing this and this. Uh, I got a little bit traumatized because of one of my students because she said, teacher, never do the peace sign like that because now people can scan your fingerprints. And I'm kind of like, what? And she got into my head. <laughs> so now I do that and I know that it's so wrong. Sorry. I did it automatically. You're so right. Yeah. And for those that don't know, we give the peace sign, but with the your, the, your hand pointing out the way, yeah? And it's, I'm doing it and it looks horrible. In, in the UK, this is this is the same as giving someone the middle finger, you know. Exactly. Holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really it can be but, quite rude, you know. I thought I don't know maybe maybe uh, I'm wrong, but I thought it was with the two fingers together. I'm sorry, I did it, but yeah, I thought it was like, uh, like this. Sorry, no, no, no. It's yeah, like, I did like this. I did yeah. Yeah, it's, it can this be, so can be very, very rude. You know, this is so important what we're doing right now because language is everything. Not only yes. it comes out of your mouth, you know, body yeah. language body should language. be included in, uh, you know, totally. your language yeah. learning process. Absolutely. Uh, so let's be careful with that one. So this Absolutely. is a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. what, so give me, let's sort someone out. I've got another way that I use it as well, a different uh -huh. way as well. Do you have an example sentence to sort to sort something out? Or yes. To sort someone out? Um, 
can you sort me out with a ride? A ride home? Yes, can you sort me out uh, with a ride home, of course. All right. Can you can you sort me out with a ride home? Can you fix it for me to have to have a ride home? All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah cool. Okay. Yeah. Juan. Well, I, I need to I need to be honest here because I didn't know the meaning of sort someone out. All right. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, and he was uh -huh. like, "Well, I guess I'm going to to look into this," and I did, and All I right, uh -huh. read. And please correct me if I'm wrong. That it is a British informal expression. Hmm. Right, and that means that when you are going to uh, do to to deal with someone who is causing problems, maybe it is the same one that you said at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they've been bad yeah. to you. They're causing problems, so you sort them. Yeah, out. That, yeah, that that was, I, and I was like, well, I don't know this expression because I know, <laughs> as I was telling uh, Andy at the beginning, I know sort something out, but yeah. sort someone out, I was like, all right, I need to come clean. I don't know. That, that's, <laughs> how I, that's how I use it in the way that I understood it, like something and not someone. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's another case, way. Yeah, well. There's another way as well. Say, for example, you give me ten pounds. I say, um, Andy, can you give me ten pounds so I can pay for this, and I will sort you out later. <laughs> I will give you the money back later. You know, I will. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're going to repay someone, you sort them out as well in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting ad. So it's a very British, very British expression. Yeah, not not American English one. I take yeah. I take it one. You you're into American English, right? Or English yes. from the Americas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is because it is like the standard one. I don't want to say that it, one is more standard than the other, but simplified yeah, English. I call yeah. it American yeah. is American English simplified <laughs> English, right? Yeah, something. Like that. Yes, it is. Cool. So the next question is. Andy, I read it. The difference with while and when, while and when, two very, very similar words, yeah, well, yeah, mm -hmm. but they're used a little bit differently. What do you think, Juan? While well, and when, what would be your what would be your take on the difference between them? If I go directly to the to the theory, specifically uh -huh. to the theory, while I'm going to use it with progressive or continuous tenses, mm. basically. That's how I would use while, theoretically speaking. And when with single actions, like something specifically, because it is when in that specific moment. Uh -huh. and so that, that is how, theoretically speaking, again, I would use while and when. So, for example, I would say mm -hmm. while we are speaking, because it is a continuous action, while yes. we are speaking, uh, I don't know, my, my girlfriend is cooking. Something mm -hmm. like that. All right, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. There okay. are like two parallel actions. It could be again, theoretically speaking, yeah. it could be used like that while as a continuous action thing. And when obviously like a condition sentence, when I turn off when I press this button, I turn on the light or turn off the light. So what you're saying is while is more as you mentioned about the continuous tense and when yeah. is more like the simple tense, if you like. If you will, yes, theoretically speaking, because I have heard yeah. both in different ways both being used, in, yeah, in yeah, movies yeah. and so on and so forth, yes. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. never always an, an exact explanation with English, isn't there? You know, there's no, always, never. Yeah. There's always exceptions it, it is, to the rules. That's why yeah. I, yeah. 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 Andy, what do you think? I know exactly what one said. I mean, uh, when we're using while, it's because those, whatever is, is happening, the actions that are happening, it's because they're happening simultaneously. Yeah. Yes? They're happening mm -hmm. at the, you know, at the same at the same time, at the same time. right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas when we're using when, it's because one action happens before another one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. As we mm -hmm. said before, it's because it have it's happened in that very moment, and then perhaps another ap action continues, and uh, another, and another, and another. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, one one explanation I I kind of mm -hmm. all use with it is you know with while totally the progress the the continuous tense, you know, mm -hmm. while I was running for the bus, I fell, you know, while I was, uh, you know, going to the, going to the shops, it started raining. Um, and when is more like for your, uh, what, what are they called? The type of verbs they're called uh, stative verbs. Yeah. So when I worked there, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. When, when I think of you, my heart melts kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know, so it's, I kind of, I kind of always try and explain it as you say, with while being the continuous and when more of a, more of a simple, 
a simple tense, but there's never know, always 100%. And you know what is a little bit, you know, in well, not a little bit, very interesting about this is that the three of us were talking about the same thing, but with different points of view and context. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Behind it. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. are, are, we, are we agreed on there then, while and when? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Perfect. So good, good question. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Good. What have we got next? Okay, the next question would be, what's the difference between I knew and I did know? I knew and I did know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who wants who wants to fire us off with this one? Uh, at, at the beginning, obviously, when I teach this uh, to someone who is learning simple past at the beginning, I always tell them, that that is a lazy way not to learn irregular verbs. But actually, it's not, all right? It, that is not the case when to use or how to use the, the auxiliary verb in an affirmative sentence or positive sentence. Uh, in this case, I guess, is to emphasize that you did know that or you did do it. It's yeah. to emphasize things. Yeah, it could be. It could be either with simple present and, and simple past. When yeah. I say I do know it, it is like I'm emphasizing that I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the emphatic do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Andy, what do you think? I knew and I did know. How would you explain this to to your wonderful students? Well, uh, when you actually do say when when you use the emphatic do, it's basically to emphasize the verb. Okay. Yeah. I have I have a great post about that on my page, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, What's your yeah. page, Andy? Uh, Andy's Everyday English, in case you're interested. Yeah. Yes. Um, I usually not, I, I don't usually share vocabulary all the time. I rather mm. give you uh, techniques and tips about how to study in order you're to more get practical, aren't you? You're, you're practical information, aren't you? About yeah. studying, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like because yeah, everybody's yeah. different, and what what might work for you definitely might not work for another person. So you're the one who um, have to be autonomous and uh, apply your critical thinking to your own learning. You're you're mm. so you're more than capable to do that. But yeah, to yeah. answer your question, uh, Juan did uh, Juan actually did answer. Uh, hey, the there you go, uh, emphatic dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, but when we use I knew, it's because you already had that information and you're confirming it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I knew that. And some people might even add, I already knew that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think, um, oh, Andy, were you going to give an example there? No, no, no. All right, no, no. no. Just to wrap up, I mean, for, for me, I always always say I knew is the is the is the is the simple tense, you know, and the I did know is the is the um, is the emphatic do, which is one says it really kind of emphasizes. So, for for example, you could say I knew it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did know it. So you're really emphasizing the verb. I love you. Really? Yes, I do love you. So you're really kind of emphasizing. It's called the emphatic do, yeah? The emphatic mm -hmm. do, and it's a great one. Neither of them are wrong. I knew and I did know, yeah. but they're totally different contexts that we use them, yeah? Yeah? Good to know. The emphatic do. The emphatic do. Yeah. Ah, the next question. The next yes. question is right around my alley. Because in Come on, case, then. Yes. Uh, what are the best books to read? What do you oh, think, guys? What are the best books to read? Grammar books. That, that can do I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> what are the best books to read? Mm, well, that, that's uh, a... go on, go on, Juan. Oh, oh, I was going to say that in my case, that's a difficult question for me because uh, because I'm not a reader. I, I mean, I, I have read books in my life, but there, there was a moment that I lost that love for reading. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now answering this question, I feel like a little bit hypocrite or something like that, because <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends on, on on your on your likes. It could be, mm. but I don't know. What, what what do you think? For me, I think that there's so many different reading materials, and I don't think books reading materials shouldn't solely be about books. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that you've got internet, you've got. Um, blog articles which are some of them are just fantastic to read 
blog articles are really good because you can cram, you know, you can cram five articles into into half an hour, for example, you know, and you're getting different techniques and different tones of writing and different vocabulary, you know, which I think is really good. Articles on uh, on blogs are, are are excellent. For me, when I was learning Spanish, I would read the Spanish newspaper. And I would just read it aloud, just purely for practicing my Spanish, you know. Me llamo Ken, yo tengo 25 años, yo vivo en Madrid. And I would just speak that for 10, 15 minutes, as you said earlier, you know. Mm -hmm. And that really, really helped me. Um, but again, with books, with it comes down to what you enjoy. You have to yeah. enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, it's like school books. You're just going to put them in your bag and fall asleep. Yeah. And the teacher's going to say, what are you doing? But you've got to really enjoy what you're what you're reading. If not, then it's going to be boring as something really boring, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, well, Andy? The thing is that reading is a kind of like a very difficult task for some, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and you need to train also for that. You need to learn how to actually read um you know a, a piece of content and probably what, if do you, you're what, not... what do you mean what do you mean about you have to actually learn to read a piece of content that's interesting this doesn't really have to do with the language not only really mm. because let's start uh as they say let's start from the beginning mm. uh in this case um if you are not a uh, a vast reader if you're not a a good reader in your own language very probably you won't be a good reader in another language because yes. you're going to add the language barrier difficulty right so now that that is kind of like in your mind you're probably saying yeah andy thank you flash news uh -huh. right uh -huh. but let me tell you that there are so many solutions for that and this comes mm. from a dyslexic okay and uh -huh. and well i have a mild dyslexia and the thing is that there are so many different sources now uh nowadays that the the choices are infinite for instance you can start with audiobooks Mm. I have so many audiobooks that, and they come, um, especially if, if you've got Kindle or if you download them uh, on free pages, they are for free. Or if you decide to buy them, they are a lot cheaper than if you buy an actual book. Yeah. And you have like two in one if you are an English learner because you have the um, you have the audio meaning that you know how that word is going to be pronounced with a specific mm. intonation apart from actually working on it, right? Mm. Another thing that I would suggest is to work with graded books. Graded books are the books that are adapted to your English level. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. about English only because graded books are books that are designed to the language level that you are in that moment, regardless yeah. of the language, okay? But in this moment, we're talking about English, right? Well, those books are designed in a way that, uh, let's say right now, um, for example, this book. Imagine that you want to read this novel. Uh -huh. novel, yes. But if you're not an advanced reader, you're going to be lost. So what is yeah. it that you're going to do? You're going to take the title. You're going to try to find on the Google bar the same one, but add graded reading and see if it exists. Ooh. And you will probably find it in B1, B2, C1, and C2, mm. right? Mm. Which are the levels that we are so uh, familiar with. Right. Mm. So the thing is that what what is it that make it so great that the vocabulary is adapted to your level and you're basically going to read the same novel, but mm. it's going to be less exhausting and frustrating for the learner itself. Wow. And most of them bring vocabulary, bank and mm -hmm. activities apart from, you know, uh, ones that you finish each chapter. So they're mm. wonderful, wonderful tools for you to have. So, yeah. Wow. Graded, graded, what do you, what do you call that? Graded, graded readings. Graded readings. Yeah. So you, so you go for the book and you get the book in a different form, not a different format, but a different type of, of the same book. 
-hmm. but it's in graded readings, right? It's called graded readings, right? It's called graded reading because of the level. You, I mean, if I am a B1 level and I really love that author and you're like, well, one day I'll, I'll be able to read that book. No, don't wait one day. One day is too far. Now, you just go to Google and type the name and you will, you're going to be able wow. to find it. And it's wonderful. Fantastic. Graded yeah. readings. I'm so going to promote reading. this to everybody. I think yeah. it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. And in case that you guys want some titles, I've got like... What have you got? Some books for you guys today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got the library. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I told you that I love this part. <laughs> so, for example, if you're kind of like an advanced reader or uh, like high intermediate, I really recommend this book uh, from Shirley Jackson. Um, the, the title is We Have Always Lived in the Castle. It's we a have dark. always lived in the castle. Uh -huh. yeah, it's a little dark. It's a little bit, you know, like uh, fantasy there. You're just going to love it. Uh-huh. If you're into for a laugh and uh as if you are gossiping and you're like coffee time talking to a friend, Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Furiously Happy by Jenny Furiously, Lawson. Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Furiously, Furiously. Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. You're gonna have a blast and uh like you're gonna just uh, -huh. uh you know with it. If you're into shorter readings, look, this is kind of like super easy. But this what one's is, that? Ah, this is from one of my favorite African authors. She's from Nigeria, and her name is Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Oh, and, my God. Uh-huh. Yes, well, fun. Uh -huh. And um, she is the famous writer of the book, We Should All Be Feminist. Don't be intimidated by the title, guys. Uh -huh. um, this is a book that actually everybody should read because why everybody? Well, because at, as the author says, um, we all should be feminists because it's not about just one gender; it's about human rights. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and I've got a couple more, but I don't know if you guys are into that. No, no, I've just, I've just put a couple of the couple of those uh, <laughs> titles there on on the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah. All right, and great I don't stuff. Know. Uh huh. You know, end of to conclusion, read, read and read. It's going to make your life so much better and so much beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely I think I'll, if I'll, you're into for the English, you know, that's the point. A lot of English learners, they, they um, you know, the, the four different parts of learning, they've got their favorite and they will stick to it, you know. Hmm. My favorite is you know, writing because it's easier, you know, than, than speaking, you know. And, you know, so... Absolutely. The the reading reading part is really, especially if you read aloud, I always feel that reading aloud is really important, you know, especially if you don't get the opportunity to speak English, mm -hmm. is, is, get, is get that book, you know, they're furiously happy, um, as Andy said, and, you know, read three pages of, of a book every day. It takes you maybe 20 minutes to read three mm -hmm. pages, but speak when you read. And you'll improve your speaking, your listening, and uh, your pronunciation as well, right? May, may I give you a variation of that activity, Ken? Tell and, me, please. Yeah, if you guys don't mind. No, I'd the love it. The thing is that when we read out loud, I love it, but if we have no idea how that word is pronounced, we're going to sound a little crazy. Yeah, so yeah. my recommendation is if you have uh -huh. already uh, the audio of that reading uh -huh. or passage and many articles for example nowadays come with the audio part just listen to it and then as when we are like watching a tv series that we pause in order to repeat and um you know like when we for example uh do shadowing shadow uh -huh. that and it's mm. a variation of shadowing not using a tv series but with reading uh-huh perfect Perfect. That's it. Good. Anything else we can add on to that? Reading's so important, you know. I always feel that. Yeah, when I, I always think that reading's the kind of exercise that you, it's like going to the gym. You know, you go to the gym and you go through the motions and you, you go there to exercise. And I feel that reading can is a bit like that. It's, it's the boring part of it, but it needs to be done because it's the one thing that, that will really kind of, elevate your english I feel, yeah you know one yeah. of the things that i always tell my students is you don't it's not that you don't like reading it's that that you haven't been introduced properly 
That's exactly. That's, that's I love right. that. I love that. Supple. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else add on it there? Well, should we do yeah. another couple of questions? No, I we... think that we don't have more time for it, right? Because Juan, I think that you got a. Yeah, I have a lesson in a in five minutes or so. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> fine. Okay. See, I was gonna like keeping like okay. We, we gotta go. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, no, I mean, if you if you want to answer one more question, I'll, um, I'm Ian. You'll wing it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more question then. Yay. When do we use I've got and I, uh, when do we use I've got? I'm confused with that con construction. I've got. When do we use it? For me, you've, it's you've apparently. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I love it. Yes. Yeah, but I, I heard this is very British English, and we yeah. always use the contraction I've got. It just means I have, right? But oh. we use it in spoken English more, more than written English. But I've got us, glasses. Mm -hmm. For We've us, got it's more about like possessing some, like like when you possess something, and in more, um, let's say, informal way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes? Yeah, very, yeah, very informal, yeah. very spoken English. Yeah, mm -hmm. we use yeah. it. Yeah, to show position. I don't yeah. recommend using it while you're doing a writing. By the way, no, definitely not. Mm -mm. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. C cool. Juan, yeah. what's your Instagram page? Uh, the, uh, a minute lesson on Instagram. Are you on Facebook as well? With on with the oh, only Instagram. I well, for, so so far you only have Instagram and TikTok. All right. Okay. Th th those Excellent. are the the ones with a vertical the thing but, yeah. Okay. I... okay good stuff so if if you haven't subscribed to Juan then please do a minute lesson I'll put it in the program notes as well Juan yeah 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 Juan it's been a pleasure to meet you yeah I really yeah 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 good Andy you want to say anything before we leave I just wanted to thank Juan for, you know, uh, saying yes to coming today. Um, Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you. I hope that uh, you become a regular and uh, we'll see you around. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for thank coming you. over. For those that are listening, we are the Three Teachers Podcast and I'll hope to see everybody soon. Yes. Take good care of yourselves and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. All right. Bye, Bye for now. Bye. Bye.